With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. Great day, everyone. This is Dolores Williams, and I want to personally invite you to Divine Connections Magazine 11th Anniversary Expo, Saturday, September 11th, at Beyond Measure Ministries, 904 East Main Street in Hall River, North Carolina, from 12 to 5. Gospel groups, praise dance, vendors, fashion show, mind, food trucks will be there, and our special guests will be featured, Titus Little Blair and the fantastic volunteers from Detroit, Michigan. Get your ticket now. Only $12, DivineConnectionsMagazine.com. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Monday's conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m., Tuesday's Victory Over the Waste of Life with author Jeanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesday's Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Friday, the exclusive interview with your truly the Psalmist voice by appointment only. Saturday is Saturday's Perfect with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Followed by the Locker Room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in, and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. July the 10th, 2021, and you have now entered into the locker room. This is where we come as men to get together and we see what God wants to download to us, that we can get back out there in that game of life and we can win. We can win like champions. Well, I'm always excited to be in front of you once again here at the locker room, and it's just been amazing what God has been doing in this time that we've been spending together here. We've only, we kicked this off a few months ago, so it's still brand new and fresh, but God is doing something just totally amazing here today. Well, I'm Coach D. I'm, I'm the head coach here of the locker room, and I've got an amazing, amazing staff um, here today with me that's really going to dig down and unpack some things about you. We've been going over this series, Making of a Warrior. And the part of the series that we're in right now is knowing your identity. You know why? Because I know for a fact, because I was one of them, that a lot of men out there are suffering from an identity crisis where our identity has been stolen or we've given it up voluntarily and we've been searching, trying to grasp at something that we can get out there and try to win. But what we're going to do is we're going to unpack what God says who you are today. And I'm just excited that I've got, like I said, I've got an amazing, amazing group of men here with me today. My, my coaches, they are just anointed and just, just full of fire and energy and love for the Lord. So without further ado, oh, I'd like to add, Coach Tutt will not be with us today. He has some things going on, but we're going to continue to lift him up in prayer and keep him encouraged. Yeah, yeah, I know it's tough. He's he's a dynamic guy, and, and I just love him dearly. But first up, let me introduce you to the coach that I've been knowing for quite some time. This man is he is charismatic as charismatic can be. He's just full of love for the Lord because God has been using him in a, in a mighty way. Uh, just really, really doing some awesome, awesome things. Coach Newton, if you're on the horn, introduce yourself to the folks today. Yes, sir. Coach Newton is in the building, and I'm ready. I got my playbook. I got my offensive plays so we can get out of the huddle and win in life. I'm excited. God is doing major things, and I guess, well, I'll talk about that later on in the show, but I'm excited. It's a great time to be excited. And it's time to play the game. Coach D, back to you. Amen, amen. This next guy that's on the staff is, man, me and this guy have been laboring. I've been, I met him not too long ago, but, you know, when you meet some people, there's just this kindred spirit. It's almost like a, a, a long-lost relative. And this guy, he's more than my brother. He's my friend, and he's my co-laborer out there in the ministry. I just love him dearly, just an amazing, just God has done so much with him. He, he, every time he opens his mouth, he just has revelation, anointed revelation coming out. Coach Coleman, if you're out there, introduce yourself to the folks. 
Hey, man. Hey, glad to be with you. Excited about this time, this opportunity. Uh, ready to see God do some great things and uh, great men of God's life and any of the women that might be listening in that are praying for great men. So let's just keep it going. We're ready. We're fired. We're fired up. We're fired up. We're ready to go. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This next coach we got today, I, uh, man, let me tell you a quick testimony about, about, about this brother here. We work together on a daily basis, and we were bumping into each other, just just not really, you know, recognizing each other. And it's just one day we just happened to strike up a conversation about the Lord, and boom, man, we just, just kind of, the love of the Lord that each of us had just kind of connected, and we've been thick as thieves ever since. We have this amazing guy. Just If you ever want to turn and look at humility, all you got to do is turn and look to this brother. This brother is full of humility, and I love him for it. He's, a, he's my brother. He's my friend. Coach Lass, if you're on the line, can you come in and introduce yourself? Hey, hey, Coach D. Good to see you. Amen, amen. Uh, you're going to be excited. This guy is just got, uh, he's full of uh, testimony and revelation, and I'm just excited to see how God's going to use him today. Well, if this is your first time tuning in or first time listening to us in the locker room, you don't have to be constrained to just listening to us live. We have a, a calendar out there in our live uh, um, broadcast that we would love for you to call in. But if you can't get there, you can always go to the TPB Ministry website. We're there. TPB Facebook, we're there. The Men of Purpose uh, website, the locker room, um, you can find us out there as well, as well as the Men of Purpose Facebook page. And I do want to, oh, I'm sorry, in the Mighty Men's Training Institute website. Them guys are just awesome out there. And uh, I do want to say this. I got a special announcement here. Uh, TPV Ministries, the ministries that's been sponsoring and, and really helping uh, Men of Purpose Locker Room get off the ground and doing great things, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi, they have been nominated once again for the 2021 SPIN Awards. So we encourage you, I encourage everybody that I know to go out and vote. You can go to the website, the SPIN Awards website. There's different categories. It's going to be the Psalmist Voice Reloaded and the Psalmist Voice Pastor Christopher Newton and the Saturday's Buffet with Lorraine Brown. I know that young lady. She is just amazing, totally amazing. But please get out there and vote because there's a testimony behind this. I'm going to go forward because I don't want to take Pastor Chris' testimony away from them. But please go out and vote. Vote. We got until August the 8th. To the voting ends, you can vote every single day, but please go out there and vote. Let them, let's show them what God can do with a mustard seed, and that's kind of what I, I look at TPV as being this mustard seed amongst all these giants, and God says if we have that much faith, then he can do mighty things with that, just that much, and he's been doing some great things here at TPV. And also, I wanna I wanna take a moment. Really, um, I was really just meditating on this earlier, 
to really pray for those families that were um, impacted by the seaside uh, condo collapse there in Florida, you know, because it's just really, you know, it takes us to pray together to kind of continue to give them strength. It's really sad. It's really tragic that these things happen like this, but they do happen. But we are here to be that voice in the earth for those that are hurting right now and that we can lift them up continually in, in prayer. Well, I want to get my shout-outs, and I'm going to let the coaches get their shout-outs because we got a lot of stuff we're going to dig into about this identity thing. First and foremost, i got to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because he is truly amazing. He's been doing some awesome things, and I'm just totally in awe all the time that I get to come before you because if you knew the backstory, you would know why I'm I'm, I'm so excited and, and so humbled here today because he picked me up and cleaned me up and gave me a voice here today. I want to give a shout-out to my amazing, wonderful wife, which I'm going to spend some time with her after the show today. She's just really been a bedrock in my life, just really showing me how good God is and what God can do. When you align yourself with a good, godly woman, God can do some amazing things. So I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Deborah, today for just being the woman of God that she is. I want to give a shout-out to my children just and my grandchildren just being amazing just loving them and making me feel special in this season of my life as a father and even as a grandfather to my kids and my my extended kids. I just want to give a shout-out to them, as well as TPV Ministries and all that they've been doing and supporting me and what I'm doing in ministry here and and really giving me a voice in the land to promote the kingdom. And I just got to give a shout-out to Pastor Chris and First Lady Nisi for the vision that they've been really, really towing the line with. And it ain't easy, folks. When you got a vision as big as theirs, the enemy wants to come and try to steal it all the time. But they've been faithful. They've been rooted and grounded in the word and then pushing forward. And I want to give a shout-out to all the coaches and the coaching staff here today, these men of God that have taken their time out to join by me to minister to you, that we can get some healing and deliverance, and that we can have some men rise up with a voice, a voice, for the kingdom of heaven to change things, to make change, to, to promote the goodness and the grace, greatness of the, our Lord Jesus Christ in the land. And I want to give a shout out to you, family, for tuning in today, for listening, because you're not here by accident or mistake. This is a divine appointment that God wants to use to minister to you. But that's all I got. I'm going to put Coach Newton up on the podium here to let him get his shout outs. Coach Newton, you have the floor, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I got to give a shout-out to the coaching staff and and a shout-out to our new coach on the panel this afternoon. Also, shout-out to Coach Touch. We love you. We love you. We love you. Also, to the TPV Radio family that has been here since day one, thank you all. Again, yes, vote, vote, vote. You can vote once a day. You don't have to vote just once. Just saying. So you can go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com, to get the category details or just like us on Facebook, and you can see the categories that we are listed. We've been nominated for nine, nine spin awards this year. 
that's nothing but God. And we appreciate your support. We thank you so much for for everyone that's voting every day. We got folks voting every single day. We appreciate you. Also, I got to give a shout out to my beautiful queen, Shanice. God bless you. Thank you everything that you're doing, holding it down, doing it up, making sure our prison system is a better place. Also to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanay. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And I also got to give a shout out again to our sponsors, carebeyond.com and Men Let's Talk Network. Please go to carebeyond.com forward slash TPV radio. Check out all of the products. Do your homework. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. And all proceeds go to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. So help us keep the vision alive because we're not going to beg. But we got something for you that can keep you alive, keep you strong, keep you whole, and keep you healthy. And it's natural. Just saying. Enough about that. God bless you all. I got my playbook ready, Coach D, and I'm ready to get it in. So let's get it. Let's go. And I'm done. Amen. Amen. Coach Coleman, you're next up on the podium. Got some shout-outs you want to get out? Yes, sir. Definitely. Definitely want to give it up to, uh, uh, as always, the most high. God, the only true and living God, his name is Jesus, so I give him a shout out because if he wasn't there, he didn't call me, I would not be here today, so I'm thankful for his uh, opportunity, uh, this opportunity and his grace, his mercy, and all the things that he continues to do for me. I also want to give a shout out to my wife and uh, to my children, CJ and Eli, uh, continually, and they continue to uh, help drive me. Uh, and to the right direction that I need to be. So I, I'm grateful that God has uh, allowed me to see new uh, new things each and every day as we grow together in grace. Uh, continue to shout out to Church Homes and Apostolic Pastors, Pastor Susie Wright, and those around and about, those who continue to help me strive in ministry. And a shout out definitely to uh, this here platform, this platform. Uh, the locker room wherein we have an opportunity to engage with men. And we, we want to thank you, brothers, amen, for just the opportunity again and again to be uh, a force in uh, the kingdom that helps us encourage and, uh, and enlighten the men of God. So I'm grateful for all of these things. And uh, last but not least, uh, I am grateful. I am definitely grateful for my mother. So Ann Coleman, just keep her in prayer. And we're grateful again and again for God being God to us today. Amen. Definitely will keep Mother Coleman lifted up in prayer. Amen. Coach Lass, we know this is your first time on the program, but we love you. We know God's going to do some amazing things through you, sir. Do you have any shout-outs you'd like to get out of the way? Yeah, Coach D, I'll... uh start out with the Jesus and my Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit who leads me in all truth and uh, shout out to my dad, the earthly father who uh, uh, led me uh, and 
gave me a relationship with the Lord. He didn't uh, just leave that to chance. He actually uh, uh, connected me to the Lord. He demonstrated a walk with the Lord and uh, uh, just helped me to connect with him in my youth. And so I've been rewarded with that for my whole life. And, of course, uh, my brothers, a shout-out to my brothers, you and uh, Coach Smalls and the other coaches. Just what a blessing. Uh, uh, Coach Newton and Coleman have been in my life, uh, just being able to fellowship with them and uh, just to uh, the encouragement I get, even just Coach Newton's voice, just the excitement and the energy. And Coach Coleman, the solid rock, I just love you guys and uh, appreciate you. And, uh, uh, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network has been just a blessing. And um, just last but not least, my wonderful wife, Renee, a shout out to her, who uh, really, uh, uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, is blessed to the Lord, and uh, I found a good wife, so that's even better. Amen, amen. Well, I almost forgot, I can't forget these guys. Coach Small, I got to give him a shout out. Man, this guy has been tuning me up. He's been just doing an amazing job and showing me some things. Uh, he's been in my life for quite some time now, but, you know, we've developed some good things together and what they're doing over there at Mighty Men's Training Institute. Get out on the webpage, man. There is some good, good, good stuff out there for you. There's some great stuff. So Coach Small, he is the the, the, the kind of the GM, the back guy for the locker room. He keeps us all going and keeps us tight and makes sure that we're constantly always doing uh, what we need to do in the Lord. Amen. Coach Small, shout out to you. All right, coaches, here we go. All right, I want everybody to come in, sit down, huddle up, and get over, get around. We're gonna we're gonna go over this thing. And we're going to hit it hard. So get your notebooks out, get your pens out, get your Bibles out, get everything that you need to get out because we're going to hit some topics and some subjects here today that is truly going to transform and there's going to be a transformation in the way you see things, view things, and how you act because God is going to do some amazing things. But we want to set the atmosphere. We will do nothing before the Lord. We will always be behind him because we want him to go for uh, before us. Coach Coleman, you got a prayer that we can lay the land with, that we can start surveying these things and have the Holy Spirit uh, do some work for us. You got one in you, sir? Amen. Amen. Let us look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your kindness, for your truth, dear Lord, for your tender mercies are new every day. And Father, we're thanking you for that. We thank you because, dear Lord, you might impart unto us wisdom and understanding, knowledge and truth. And, Lord, we pray that a revelation may be given to your people on today. Dear Lord, those things that were hidden may be exposed. Those things that were needful, dear Lord, may be made known. And, Father, that we may no longer walk in darkness, dear Lord, that it may be revealed to us in the light. And, Lord, that we might gravitate, dear Lord, even so. Seize, lay claim to every bit of your word, Lord, that we might see the promises the Lord unfold in our lives. We thank you for the men, dear Lord, and the women even that may listen to this, oh Lord, listen to this uh, this opportunity of ministry. Father, we thank you for being their God, for being their king, for being the watcher over their souls. We thank you for illustrating and orchestrating their lives. Now, Father, have your way with us today. 
Oh, Lord, and if there be anything that's not like you, take it away from us. Help us to be vessels, dear Lord, of honor unto you on the day, to show forth your glory, to speak the truth, dear Lord, that others may be delivered. We thank you for these things. In advance, we call it so. In Jesus' name we pray. If you believe it, say amen. 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 All right, guys, here it is. I'm going to lay it down to you straight. I ran across this verse, and I want you to commit this verse to memory or put it up somewhere, guys, because this verse right here shook me to the core. And it's Ezekiel 22 and 30. And when I read this verse, and I knew that this was God talking, it really hurt me and impacted me to the point where I knew I wanted to change. I wanted to come up. Because Ezekiel 22 and 30 says, And I sought for a man among them, that they should make up their heads and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Mm. That's heavy. That's heavy. And the reason that he could not, and, and, and this is the revelation that I got, the reason that he could not find none is because a lot of men out there didn't know who they are. They had an identity problem. And we're going to shake that loose today because knowing your identity is the key to your spiritual growth. And one of the most important revelation coaches we get from the Bible is understanding who we are in Christ. Now, let's park there a minute. I want you guys to break it down to the guys in the huddle here. How important it is to try to grab that revelation of your identity based on who you are in Christ. Coach Newton, talk to him. Help him out here. Well, as men, we grow up, and some of us do have awesome examples of what a man should be, how to be, and all that. That's in a perfect world. But in an imperfect world, some of us may have grown up with our mom as the dad and the mom. Some of us may have even grown up with our father, but be, but our father worked so much to try to make ends meet, we really didn't develop a relationship. So therefore, our, our identity was already carved that we just work. That's it. No communication, no nothing. Just work hard, pay the bills, and that's it. Well, when it comes to God, See, we make a lot of mistakes along the way. We make a lot of bumps along the road. We make mistakes that we're not too proud of. We go down roads that we know we shouldn't have gone. And the Bible says you reap what you sow, right? Well, I'm not preaching gloom and doom. But God is also merciful. Now... What I've learned, and I can only talk about me, can't talk about you. What I've learned in my life is when I got rid of my ego and I got rid of all the false identities 
that I picked up along my adult life, uh-oh, sometimes Amen. a lot of those false identities that you pick up along the way to try to make you a man, a lot of those have st- steered you in so many different directions that it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. So now, I ran into a brick wall. I don't know how to be a man at all. Well, I know mm. how to be tough. That's easy. I know how to provide. That's easy. But I don't know how to be sensitive. I don't know how to communicate or even have relationship with other men. I can't even keep a relationship with a woman. Uh-oh. See, that's just <clears throat> keeping it real. Identity crisis. So we go through all these different relationships to develop an identity, hoping that woman can tell us who we are. Sorry, gentlemen, but mm. some of us have done that. So wow. when we do that, we get hurt. So now we got to start from square, square one all over again. So my point is this. We put too much trust in man and woman, and we need to put our trust in our relationship with God. See, it's easy to do this thing in the flesh. It's easy, but you get a whole bunch of bumps and bruises. I got a double Ph.D. from the University of the School of Hard Knocks, so I know what I'm talking about. So when you realize that you can't do nothing without God, then he, bring, he brings a whole different playbook that throws your world upside down. Your identity Amen. starts to be formed. But see, the problem is, as men, we got this big word called pride. You Come can't on. tell me how to be a man. I can't even mm. see you every day. So how are you going to tell me how to be a man? Come on. I'm going to be real. Mm. So when you start having relationship with God, not religion, it's a whole different ball of wax, and, we, and I don't have time to explain it. But all I'm saying is when you start having relationship, what do I mean? Well, easy. Just like I'm talking to you right now. Talk to God in your way. Pray to God in your way. Read the word in your way. See, what God does, he quickens you to understand what you're reading. Been there, done that. I didn't understand these and thous and thou art with this and all that stuff. I didn't understand that. (laughs) So what God did was bring wisdom, knowledge, mm-hmm. understanding. Those are key words in your relationship with the Father. Because I know high school right. dropouts that can read the word, exegete the word, flip the word, go backwards in the word, upside down with the word, and spit it more eloquently than most people that's been to school for the last 12 years of their life. I'm just saying. That's how God does. But see, we have to be available to him. 
to develop our our ID, that Mm -hmm. we are Mm -hmm. men of purpose. We are men of God. So once we get Mm. rid of the big P, the pride, and we start allowing God to be God in our life, I guarantee you, your identity will start to change. People will come into your life that could be complete opposite, but they're looking out for your welfare in the spirit. I got some of those in my own ministry. Because I tell you, there's some days I just want to go ham and cheese, but it's strategic. (laughs) When Coach D calls me or when we have a conversation, it's right on time. So I'm telling you, God knows what he's doing. And put your pride aside, and he will develop you and give you the identification that he is already predestined for you to walk in. So, Coach D., that's my first play of the game, and I'm done. Amen, amen. Good stuff. I hope you're taking notes out there because this is going to be some transformative stuff. This will change the way that you live. And the main thing that we want you to know, the main thing, understanding your identity, who we are in Christ, not only changes the way you live, but it will cause you to rise up over any adversity that happens in your life. And usually adversity is that thing that looks to knock you back. It looks to shake what you're going through to make it make you try to believe what you're doing has no value. When it seems like think about it, think about it for a minute. Just just look at your own life right now. Every time you try to pick up and move forward, bang, something happens. Then you go to questioning, then you go to trying to reason, then you go try to do it under your own self to get things done. But that is not going to get it. But in all of this, you may be asking the question, Coach D, how does my identity reflect in my spiritual growth? Well, okay, let me show you. Go to Second Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to be in verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And we're going to show you, me and the coaches are going to show you how your spiritual growth is connected in your identity. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man, any man, be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new, including your identity. Coach Coleman, one of the reasons I believe that this concept is so hard for men to get a revelation of is because they don't want to get rid of that old man. They want to take that old man into what, and try to walk it out in what's new. Explain to him why you can't do that, Coach Coleman. You got the floor, sir. 
Oh, there's another scripture that you mentioned uh, that you can't put new wine in the old wine skin. Um, you can't yeah, do that. Nor and if you, the intent here is that God wants to give you new information and to give you a new revelation. Uh, so I'll, I'll say this because I've shared this with someone before. I said, you know, half of the struggle of becoming new or a new creature is the simple fact of abandoning your your way, mm-hmm. your idea, mm-hmm. for the revelation that God wants to give you. Right. It's, it's really right. abandoning your idea to adopt the God idea that will make your mm-hmm. life better. You're so accustomed to doing things your way that you don't trust God's way. So you, the crazy thing about it is that you could actually look at the results you're getting. You should ask right. yourself, pause for a moment, ask yourself, is that what you want? Mm. I mean, you came to Christ, obviously, because you knew that there was a need to change something. But right. God really wants to change some things. Mm-hmm. So That's we good. need to understand it's not just the something. Because now you say, well, I've given my life to God. He says, well, yes, but I love you enough not to leave you there. I love you enough not to allow you to live less than what you ought to live. So the struggle is, again, abandoning what you've been doing for so long uh, for the sake of taking on something that's new and challenging to you, a new way, a new thought. Um, and, and if we lose focus on what God is trying to do, then that means we will always live and constantly live on the things that we have done. Right, right. You, you will always pull from a well of past failures, a well where you wanted to retreat from. You will pull from that place instead of pulling from the, a well of promise and a well of purpose. Mm. So if we aren't focused on what God has for us, then we will lose the opportunity to be the best that God had designed for us. I'm going I'm to give you another scripture, and I love this scripture. It's in Second Timothy, Second Timothy one and nine. And I want to. I mean, I love this scripture because it's Second Timothy one and nine. Amen. And it reads, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our work, so it's nothing that I've done, but according to his own purpose and grace. So it's the purpose and grace of God that's working in your life. Now, here's the thing that Mm -hmm. blows your mind away, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So God intended for you to be greater than you are today before the world began. And he called you out For this express purpose Don't fight the blessing Mm. Don't fight when God is trying to bless you And take you to a new level Because you have to let go of your old mind So I'm saying that specifically What's the struggle? The struggle is letting go The struggle is trusting God The struggle is just go ahead And I love what you said that and I, I'll give this illustration. It said, you've got to have faith like a mustard seed. But in that simile, metaphor, whatever literary term you want to use, 
the mm-hmm. understanding here is that it says like a mustard seed. Well, what does a mustard seed do? If you study a mustard seed, a mustard seed has the capability of taking over everything in its pathway. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. Yes. God intends you to let your faith take over everything that's in your pathway. So allow your faith to sync up with his word to do its work so that you can fulfill your purpose and you can walk into your promise. I'm leaving that with you right now. I'm giving that to you prophetically so that you will know that's exactly what God wants to do in you. So stop struggling and wrestling with God and let him do his work. That's what you want to do. Yes. Amen. Woo, that's good stuff. That is good stuff there. Coaches, you guys are hitting on all cylinders today, man. I tell you, because this this is what we need. We, we, we need some reality check here on the deck plate, right here where we walk. We don't need no philosophical uh, uh, doctrine, theology. We don't need that. We need real talk right here where we are to jerk the slack out of us that we can get these things. Because Coach last. You know, we talked about this Second Corinthians five seventeen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are, have become new. And Coach Coleman brought up something, and I want you to break it down for the guys out here. Why are we fighting this? If the word clearly says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Why are we fighting this, Coach Lad? Talk to the guys. Help them out. Well, uh, you know, I really love what Coach Coleman said. And uh, further on in that verse, and it's funny that Paul was writing this, and, you know, he was a Pharisee among Pharisees. He was like the top Pharisee. And yet he Mm -hmm. was sent to the Gentiles to preach to the Gentiles. It kind of lets me know, and it just reminds us that, A lot of times we'll be doing something that we don't feel equipped to do on our own. In fact, that's Mm. probably 100% of the time God's plan for you is something absolutely outside of your ability because that's where he can – you can humbly come to that point and say, I cannot do this on my own. I need you. You need the Holy Spirit to come alongside and do the work because at the end of the day, it's him that does the work. But we have a hard time with that in the flesh. We want to do it. We've, we've worked hard. We've strived to excel in what we believe are our God-given talents and abilities, and they are. But a lot of times God's going to say, I gave you that to support you in the natural, but in the kingdom, to change and transform the kingdom through my Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, you are going to be outside of that. There, it's like a... Wow. Well, it's like uh, Coach uh, Newton, said, Newton said. He said, you put your pride aside and you look at what you were predestined to do when God, before you were even born, this is what you were created to do. And um, he gave you uh, abilities in the natural to sustain you through that. 
I believe so many times we try to stick to those things, the old paths, the things that we are familiar with, the old wineskins, and we don't surrender to the Holy Spirit and let us lead. And it's just so neat that when you step out of your comfort zone and you yield mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead you in a direction you never imagined. Uh, but he gives you the ability. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called is one of my favorite things when it comes to ministry. And he will equip you to do the work. And uh, at the end of the day, I was listening to a uh, man that I admire quite a bit, a guy named Bill Johnson, and uh, mm-hmm. a pastor at Bethel. And he was talking about when he was a kid, he only remembers ever reading one book. He, he hated to read, and he actually took a speech class, and he willingly got an F because he didn't want to speak from his chair to answer the question. He was so shy, wow. he would not get in front and talk to people. And yet now he is a preacher to the nation. And it's like, it just reminded me that God's going to use you in those areas. And sometimes I think the flesh doesn't want to. Uh, do it you know we we intentionally the flesh wants to resist the call of god and it's just sometimes you just see you can almost see where somebody's supposed to operate in that it's the opposite of what their flesh wants to do amen amen and and you know you coaches have been hitting on some outstanding outstanding point points and you know, it it leads me back to this place. You know, we tried to unpack, well, we have been unpacking Second Corinthians five seventeen, and that's a great verse on the table. Great verse that we get on the table, but just like John three sixteen says, "God so loved the world that whoever so believes in um, shall not perish but have everlasting life." Because there are certain things that are given to us and set aside as like a gift, but there's other things that are available to us that we have to walk in. And I think one of the reasons, coaches, guys, that we really suffer through this identity thing is because we are new creatures, and there's so much that is available to us but it's our responsibility and duty to walk in. And I think we get sidetracked to a lot of things that we've been talking about in this series, Making of a Warrior. Number one was with distraction. And if it's hard to walk in what you need to do if you're constantly distracted. And that's where we want to take that old man into where we're supposed to be walking in newness. And we're going to cover that a little later on in the show, and I want you to hang on because that's going to be a pivotal part of your spiritual growth, is we got to recognize and understand that that old man is dead. When I accepted Christ, I, that old man died. And I have to be willing and disciplined enough to read my word, walk that out, and my identity will be a progressive thing as I grow. That's what we're talking about spiritual growth here. See, because it's a progression in where you are. You just don't get saved yesterday 
and start doing the things, that, you know, certain things tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. It's a progression thing. You've got to spend time with the Lord. Coach Newton said it earlier on in the program. You have to learn to develop this relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, an intimate relationship with him. And understanding what he did for you is just the beginning. And then he's going to show you what's available to you once you start walking. Because your new nature is your new identity. Your new nature is your new identity. And we know identity is critical and important, even in today's world, because People will go through great lengths to obtain an identity, whether they steal it, mimic it, or pretend. They'll go through great lengths for a new identity because there's a lot of dynamics that play into that. Either they're not happy with who they are, they covet someone else, or they're just trying to do something shady and illegal. But people go through those links all the time just on the identity. So identity has purpose, power, and promise. The three P's, purpose, power, and promise. And what we're talking about in identity today is our identity in Christ. We're going to shake you loose from that old man today that he gone and died the way when he was supposed to die that you walk into that newness that you need to walk into this in today. Because you brought up a great point, Coach Lash, and, and I love the way that Coach Coleman always brings this out. It's when we truly accept the finished work of Jesus Christ that we will get that new nature. We may not feel like it. We may not talk like right away, but it's there. Coach Newton, we need yes, to straighten sir. these guys out. How can they truly get this old man to finally die and quit dragging him along into this newness? You got the podium, sir. Talk to him for a minute. Well, like I said before, in order for you to be a top in top form, you got to get rid of old habits. You can't be a starter if you don't practice you can't be a boss at your job if you don't apply yourself it's the same thing you have to apply your relationship with God you have to and we're so conditioned to apply ourselves as men in so many other areas I, I, I find this so ironic how some of us have went all the way around, like, like my mama used to say, you go all the way around Robin Hood Barn instead of just getting right straight to the point. You always got to go through all this different adventure just to learn your lesson. But the wow. biggest problem, Coach D., is the man's pride. That's our biggest problem. Mm. I said that before. That's our biggest problem, especially if we get a little education or we excel in everything that we do in this natural life 
we get big-headed. We obtain things on this mm-hmm. earth, houses, boats, cars, you name it. See, wow. men are driven. And, we're, mm-hmm. and sometimes God has to steer our drive in a different location or different direction. See, the problem is when we allow pride, tunnel vision, and arrogance to step before God, we are never going to walk in what God has for us because we feel that we got it all together. So when another man comes at me and my pride's in the way and that brother's telling me in in love that I need to get back in the game, automatically we get defensive. Think about it. Before we was really in Christ, Christ coaches, when someone or a pastor or a man of faith came to you and told you what you needed to do, the first thing we did was get defensive. You either told the man to get out my house, get out my face, I don't want to hear it right now, the list goes on and on. That's just being real. So when you allow yourself to have men speak into your life, it opens a door that no man or woman can shut. What are you talking about? That sounds like a cliche. Well, I'm glad you asked. The door I'm speaking of is your relationship with Christ. Okay, you keep saying that, coach. You keep talking about relationship. I don't know how to have a relationship. Okay, I said this in the in the first place. Talk to him. Just like I'm talking to you right now. When you read the word, don't try to read it if you don't understand it. If you can't understand the King James Version, don't buy it. I'm just saying. Mm. God will mm. give you the knowledge as you grow in this walk with Christ. I started yeah, with yeah, the English yeah. Standard Version. And then as I grew, I got the New King James, then the Amplified, and then the, the Revised Version, and the list goes on and on. And then now I fell in love with the Passion Translation, which only has New Testament right now. And I thank God for Pastor Gene. Shout out to Pastor Gene for introducing this book to me because it flows the way I flow and the way God speaks through me. That's what that book speaks like. It just speaks plain, straight, and to the point. And that's what I love about it. But anywho, that answers the question. I hope it does, Coach Steve. So that's my second play of the half. So, Coach Steve, back to you. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, I got an awesome revelation, Coach Newton, when you said that pride. The reason that old man won't die is pride. And I just envision the old man is dying. He's laying there. But pride is like the paddles of resuscitation to him. (laughs) Pride is like hitting him with those paddles. You know, when somebody's there and and the EMTs come to, you know, raise the guy up or or get him revive him 
You know, that, that pride is like them paddles, you know. Clear, boom. And here comes this old man, heartbeat again. Do-do, do-do, do-do. He's alive and well once again. Good point, Coach. I love it. I love it. You know, because this stuff is important to our spiritual growth, man. And what we're, we're just not talking here to be talking. We're trying to lay down a guideline. We're trying to lay down this little trail that if you follow, you'll find yourself growing each and every day. And that's what it's about, growth. You know, but too many times, I can only speak for myself, I grow a little bit and I regress a lot of it. Grow a little more and I regress even more than that. So what we want to do is avoid those things that we've gone through and share with you and minister to you through this time and our testimony that you can grab hold of this revelation and that you can come out the gate running 100 miles an hour. But this next verse I'm going to share with you, this is, and you need to write this down, and I want you to, to, to go back over it, to read it, reread it, reread it, reread it again. Because once you get the revelation of this verse right here, this is going to be the starting point and the launching pad for the, the, your spiritual development and growth. And I love this portion of Scripture. Me and Coach Lab talked about it uh, earlier this week. And it's in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. And this verse here is the perfect example of who we should be or our identity. Now, Coach Coleman, we broke out that other verse in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now we're moving forward to Galatians 2 and 20. How critical is this verse right here to knowing our identity? Talk to him, Coach Coleman. You got the podium, sir. That verse is uh, very critical because um, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Um, For he is the life. If we want new life, then he must live in us. So it it is so critical because uh, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, and John the third chapter, he says that uh, basically um, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Um, another scripture mm-hmm. goes on and says the, the spirit lusteth against the flesh or the war against the flesh. They're contrary to one another. It's important to know that you, if I've been crucified with Christ, then that flesh must no longer live. It must no longer have power. Um, wow. I use another another phrase that uh, that Jesus speaks of. Um, I'm trying to remember which part of Scripture it was, but He said specifically that if you're going to come after Me, you must deny yourself. Right, right. You must deny yourself. Now it takes on a new context when you when you think of it as um, someone who uh, wants to do something new in you. If you know all the time you've been looking, if you, especially since this is a locker room, and you wanted to be coached by Coach K, Coach K mm-hmm. runs a mm-hmm. program. Right. Coach K's program is is different than any other coach's program. And when you step on the court to do Coach K's program, 
He's going to tell you to leave you behind. Come on. If you want to do this the way that I make champions, if you want to be a champion, then you're going to do the way I know to make champions because I make good champions. I'm so good. I coach coach Olympics. I coach the Olympics. So I'm coaching the best of the best, the creme de la creme. They chose me to go there to do these things. So obviously I must have a program that you should be involved in. So you have to come to the point where you crucify, you kill off those things that have caused you to error, those things that have caused. So I, I'll use an example. I, I know some people don't um, maybe um, may not pay um, enough attention, but you could have a young man who is six foot five, mm-hmm. capable of capable of dunking, but his footwork is off. Right. Oh, you. Hopefully, y'all know where I'm going with this. Oh, if your yeah. walk Come is on. off, if your walk is <laughs> off, it doesn't matter what you're capable of doing. <laughs> Come on. You need somebody to tell you how to make your footwork better. Yes, sir. And you keep arguing against the master. You keep arguing against somebody with a proven track record. You have you you touched on it. You have a bit of pride. You need more humility, and you need the opportunity now because you know you're losing in this battle. That's why you want to come to the. That's why you want to come to Coach K. You want to come over here to a place that's going to win. So this, the, the, you must remember that now, if you're crucified, then that old stuff's got to die off. Your footwork's got to change. Your habits have to change. The time you spend in the gym has to change. And sometimes we want to run away. You know, what did, what did old boy AI said? And I, I, it's taken out of context, but I'm going to use it here. Practice. Man, you talking about practice. Practice is important. Now, he wasn't saying it wasn't important at the time, but I, I knew he was, he was hurting because of the pain of a loss of a loved one. But it, it, practice right. is important. The world knew practice was important. The question is, do you as a man know that practice is important? Because mm. you got to get prepared. Listen, you really have to get prepared before you practice. Right. You're not running out yeah. on the court naked, are you? <laughs> no, you got you got to you at least got to put your gear on. You at least need to know <laughs> you know what you need to be wearing the proper gear. You at least need to know that. You at least need to have a mindset of where you're going to be and when you need to be there. You can't keep showing up late. When God has been calling you, you can't keep showing up late. Mm. This is real. This is real. Execute the plan. Don't worry about the person next to you. You run your own race. Execute the plan. So I'm challenging you. I'm challenging every single brother. You know, what we're talking about is, you know, letting go of the old ways. You know, last thing I'm going to say is Romans 12 and 1. We talk about it over and over again. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. The challenge behind a living sacrifice is that it wants to get up off the altar. Hello. Hmm. The challenge wow. is that you want to get up off the altar because the fire is too hot. 
Stay there. Let you let mm. let that flesh be consumed by the holy fire of God, that you might see what is revealed when He's done. Back mm. to you. Amen. That's good stuff there. That's good stuff. Coach Lance, Jesus, man. you know we've been we've been talking about Second Corinthians five seventeen. Now we're in Galatians two. And 20, and we've been talking about identity and how important it is. And, and, and Coach Newton and Coach Coleman just really, really hit on some great points. But in all of that, Coach Lass, I hear the guys asking, why is it so important that I get this revelation of I am crucified with Christ? Why is it important? That's the question that's on the floor. Can you answer it for him, Coach Lyle? Well, uh, our Lord and Savior said, unless you lose your life, you, you know, you have to lose your life in order to take it up again in him. He, um, he kind of gave us the uh, blueprint of what we're supposed to do. He laid down his life, and uh, we, uh, we need to do the same thing, but as Coach Holman says, <laughs> it was funny. He uh, he uh, he blocked my shot because I was there at Romans twelve one <laughs> waiting on that one. But it's exactly right. Hey, we are a living sacrifice, and we uh, we tend to try to crawl off the altar. But you know we we have to understand that uh, just as Paul tells us in Galatians two twenty that in order to properly carry out the plan of God for our lives, we have to set our lives aside. We have to die to sell. Um, there can be no room in this uh, old wine skin for the new wine. Um, we, uh, it's just, uh, um, it really, he goes on to say in uh, chapter 12 um, that as we're, and part of it is, you know, Jesus says, greater love has no man that he lay down his life for his friend. And mm-hmm. I think we have to understand that in order to benefit the body of Christ, we need to die as well. Part of the motivation is to uh, offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, not just so that we get eternal salvation and are able to do uh, live eternally with our Lord and Savior, which is great. But it's how we serve the body of Christ as putting our brothers above ourselves, as loving our neighbor as ourselves. Um, you know, you, you lay down your life because you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but you do it as well so that you'll love your neighbor as yourself. And that you are uh, a lot of the world will tell you you need to love yourself in order to love your neighbor. But I, sometimes I have a problem with that. I believe that if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that you're going to love your neighbor because they're important to him. Self-pride and self-love doesn't really have a place there. And uh, right. if you're dead, you don't have self-love. You don't love yourself. <laughs> a dead man can't uh, Defend himself. He can't have pride. He can't get upset or offended at others. So part of that, um, you don't have to love yourself to love others. You have to love the Lord to love others. And so that, that it's about that 
going on in Romans 12, that if you offer yourself as that living sacrifice, it's so that you can offer yourself to the members of the church and to serve uh, Christ and in the body of Christ. And uh, if we all did that, can you imagine the unity that would be in the body of Christ? That if we all just surrendered our will, our lives for the, for Christ's plan and purpose in His body of in the body of believers, edify one another and serve. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, coaches. Now look, 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 guys, gather around, listen up close, pay attention, Lord. The coaches have hit on all cylinders about this thing about starting your spiritual growth. Galatians five, I'm sorry, Galatians two and twenty. It's the most encapsulated verse about spiritual identity. Why? And I want to share this with you, this little testimony. Me and Coach Coleman were talking the other day, and he made reference to, like, Kobe Bryant. And it was kind of a fun reference, and, you know, we laughed. But it got me to thinking about there was many, many years ago, there was this big big campaign, I want to be like Mike, in reference to Michael Jordan. Well, look, it's real easy to want to be in a union and to be like Mike when the championships and the glory and the rings and all the accolades are thrown out. But what about the gym time? What about Mm. the five, six hours of grueling gym time? What about you standing there doing a thousand free throws till your arms probably feel like jelly? You don't want to be like Mike then, but you want to be like Mike when it benefits you, when you think you can gain something out of it. And that's what the Apostle Paul, I believe, is breaking down in here in in Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. He says, if I'm going to have this union with Christ, then not only am I going to have to know that I'm not going to live with him without dying first. See, because if I'm going to be in a perfect union in Christ, I know that there was a death before there was true life. And what I'm going to do is be crucified. Well, you might be asking, how do I crucify myself? Now, the act of crucifixion, you know, that is a long, uh, uh, long done away with thing. But for us to be crucified in this modern time and day is through our obedience and walking out what God wants us to do through the word of God. If you want to crucify that flesh, your obedience walking out the word of God as it is written and given to you is going to crucify that flesh. And what the Apostle Paul said, until you're willing to do that, you can't be crucified with Christ. Now, are you going to get it right all the time? No. Is it going to be perfect? No. But your willingness to be obedient to the best that you can do in the word of God, walking walking it out, is the way that you crucify that flesh. Now, I'm going to give you this, and I want you to, to, to internalize this, because I'm an old boxer. I, 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 I box gold gloves, amateur. I box with the pros. And, and, and you know, when I first started boxing, my trainer, you know, 
He put me up against some tough guys. And a couple times I questioned him. I said, Coach, I don't want to get knocked out. And he looked at me. He said, there's no shame in getting knocked out or knocked down. The shame is when you quit. Because mm-hmm. when you quit, you never, you'll never know what you could accomplish. And I think what I'm sharing that here for you today is get up, get focused, and let's go. Where you may have quit once before, you'll never quit again. There's no shame in getting knocked down. There's no shame in getting beat up. There's no shame because that means you try. But when you quit, you can't recover from that. You shut down. So the Apostle Paul is really giving us a a great outlook and really just breaking down our identity and how to obtain our identity because he said, um, I am crucified with Christ. I'm in union with Christ. I'm going to represent him not only when I live, but I'm going to go through the experience of dying. That means being in obedience to the word of God because my flesh doesn't like it, and I know it, and that flesh is essentially going to die. And then the spirit man is going to be refreshed, quickened, and strengthened through this process. That I might live unto, I'm sorry, that uh, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now, Coach Newton, big yes, point right here. Not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now, if I'm trying to find my identity, and I'm trying to still be 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 Don Juan, the, the gangster, and Don Juan, the, the womanizer, but I call myself accepting Christ, how can I shape this and turn this around? Talk to him, Coach. Ooh, you asked the right person on that on this one, Coach. See, uh, I was that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. So for me, you know, I knew all the cliches. I knew everything that sounded good. I knew all those things. But I wanted to do me. I, I wanted to do my own thing. I didn't, you know, I can fake the funk. And then when I leave church... I can just take my mask off and do whatever I want to do. Well, that mm. worked for only a season. Why? Mm-hmm. Because God, as I said in play number two, God already had a predestined plan for my life. Now, how he stopped me was probably in some people's case, Quite drastic But Mm -hmm. brother Don knows Mm -hmm. my testimony So for me I needed it What do you mean Why would you say something like that Well I was Hard headed I I was not trying to pick up The mantle of nothing I had bad examples I had bad people In my life that came before so-called wanted to mentor me and all this stuff and then they end up doing the exact same thing I'm doing 
but then you blast me on Sunday and, and embarrass me in front of everybody because I'm open with mine. See, I'm saying all mm-hmm. this to say this. See, God did it by his hand. See, when I was laying in that bed, in that hospital bed, all broke up, the first instinct in every human's mind is to blame God, right? Right. But if you've been disobedient to God and he's been trying to get your attention, how are you mad at him? Think about it. See, most of the things we go through, we blame God for, but it's us that's in the wrong, not God. We've been making the wrong plays. We've been making the wrong choices. We've been doing the wrong things. So how is Christ living in me when I'm living in my own thing? I'm not living by faith in the Son of God. I'm living by faith in me. So Mm -hmm. how does Galatians chapter 2 apply to me when it's all about me uh oh we all lost everybody on facebook with that one but see (laughs) all i'm saying is this when we abide in christ relationally Mm. god Mm -hmm. will start moving on your behalf i don't think they caught that when we start abiding in christ god starts to live and move in us and then through us then it's not us anymore who is doing the work it's who Christ see when I got out the way when I stopped blaming God when I stopped blaming the people from my ministry that didn't show up when I needed them the most When I stopped blaming everybody and said, you know what, God, there's a reason why I'm laying here. It's because of my disobedience to you. Now, that's a little extreme for some people, but the great apostle Paul, it took extremes for him to come to Christ. If you know his story Mm -hmm. and you read his story, he was killing Christians, just saying. So. All I'm saying is this. When we allow God to live in us, through us, get rid of me, 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 and self, and we allow him to replace those things, we start living in true power. We start living in true connection with God and people we start to realize that it's not about my skill set. It's not about how tall I am, how short I am, how muscular I am. It has nothing to do with it without Christ. Because without Christ, none of this stuff, nothing we do will be for his glory. It'll be for my glory. And that's our biggest problem as men. 
So, here's my final play. Well, no, I got one more. But here's my play. We need to understand, again, relationship is key. Your pride, your ego, your arrogance have to take the back seat. Only God can guide you and show you where you need to go as a man in this life and a man for Jesus Christ. It's a big difference. We could be a man on this earth, but we're destined to be men of God for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a big difference. And when you can embrace the two and walk in clear and concise relationship with him, you will know who you are, you won't be confused, and you can mentor and lead other men to find their place in God. Not me, God. So, Coach D, mm. that's my play. I'm leaving it on the table. Back to you. Amen. Amen. You know what, Coach Coleman? I think Coach Newton unveiled what the issue is. I think he exposed where we were weak, and that we once we strengthen this part up, the enemy would have no more havoc in our life. I think we're going to move the ball down the field strongly with this. Because, you know, Coach Coleman, we understand that Apostle Paul opened up verse 20 saying, I'm, I am crucified. And we know that crucifixion, um, when we look at Calvary, and, and we look to Calvary for hope, and, and that's beautiful, and, and, I, and I, I hope you do, but we always have to remember Calvary was a place for death. It, it, it was, you know, we look at it as glorious, but it still was meant for a place of death. But I think what the flaw is, Coach Coleman, and I want you to break this down for the team here, as, as the Apostle Paul says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Coach Coleman, I, he, Newton, Coach Newton un, unveiled the flaw. We can acknowledge that or we can acknowledge that I think that's what it is We need to know the difference between Acknowledging that And accepting that And I think that's going to help him out Break it down for him Coach Coleman Yeah definitely um, I shared this with another brother um, Earlier And that he uh, He had shared with me that he had did something wrong uh, In the past And he continued to think of it over and over again uh, to the point where it kept him separate from uh, the people whom he loved. Um, and what he went from is from blame to shame. He went from wow. blaming himself, which is just knowing, yeah, I, you know, I acknowledge that I did that. I acknowledge. Uh, but then you finally get to the point where you accept this as your position and you're going mm. to stay in that position for an extended period of time. So you go from blame to shame, and shame keeps you from taking on his name. I'm going to use that. It keeps you from being all 
that God would have you to be when you're in a place where, you know what, I accept that I'm a loser. I accept that I've done wrong. I accept that this is, no, 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 no. God, that's not what God wants you to accept. He's not looking for you except that this is the place you have, you have to be all your life, mm-hmm. right? Acknowledge that, yeah, mm-hmm. I was a sinner. Yes, I was in the wrong place. Yes, I've been in the wrong place. Yes, but you know what? At some point in time, you have to get up from here. You can't continue to live in a place where you are not capable of being all that you are simply because you're living off the past and never laying claim to your future. Mm. So, you know, the idea is to accept that I've done wrong. Okay, I've done wrong. Let me... Let me now go through the point of conviction, convergence, correction, and finally, you know, to the place where I can claim that I'm more than a conqueror, right? I need to go through those steps instead of just staying stuck in one place. And, you know, I'll I'll, I'll give this scripture because we're already in Corinthians, the 15th chapter, but there's a good scripture in Corinthians the 15th chapter that I really want to bring into in the focus and it's uh, 1510 1510 uh, it says 1 Corinthians 15 but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace mm. which was bestowed upon me was not in vain here's something that I think kind of ties everything we've been talking about together so we're talking about the grace being bestowed upon him. It's not in vain because I'm using the grace of God out. He says, but I labor more abundantly than they all. you got to do or do. You don't sit around waiting for something to happen. You go get it. You take the fact that you've been graciously, uh, graciously favored by God so that you can get after something that you would normally have access to. You need to go get it. You don't deserve to be on the team. You need to go get it. You didn't deserve entry. You need to go get it. You don't have what it takes. You know, how did he say? Uh, I think brother mentioned before. He says, you know, you know, he doesn't he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call. You need to go get it. He says, I work more abundantly than they all. Yet not I. Here we go. But the grace of God which was with me. I move to go get it by the grace of God. So, yeah, go ahead. Accept the blame, but accept the grace as well. And walk in that grace to go get it. Get it good. Labor hard. Listen, the other thing that I didn't, I I meant to mention is that sometimes there's an old saying that um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. (laughs) There it is. That's right? It. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It doesn't matter. Listen, you think people are more talented than you, more gifted than you, for whatever reason, maybe X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, I speak to the whole breadth of, of the brethren that may be listening. Listen, no matter what it is, if you put the work in, God says he rewards those who diligently seek him. So get out of the shame game and go ahead and get into the game. And go get it. Amen. Good stuff. Woo! Yes, Lord. And you know, it, that that's a good topic because, you know, I 
we just rolled off of this teaching we did at Mighty Men's Institute. And for several weeks, we talked about the one thing, and now I realize it's an identity stopper as well. We unpacked the, I guess you could call, almost call the epidemic of men that are addicted to porn in the church and out of the church. And you can feel so shameful. And shame is a powerful, powerful emotion. And it will actually handcuff you and muffle you and have you paralyzed to where you can't even move forward. And when you brought that up, that was like, wow, what a revelation. What a revelation that you have to get up. But the most important thing and how you shake this thing off is you have to understand when we go back to Galatians 2 and 20, when Paul, the Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, what he is basically saying is, I'm a dead man walking. See, you'll never grow in your identity because your identity is based on what's living. Your identity is going to come from what you allow to die. And that's a critical point. We should all be dead men walking. And letting God shape the identity that he has predestined for us. Coach Last has been hitting on that just about every single play. The predestination of who God wants you to be. Not who someone else said you're going to be or, or somebody may have prophesied to you and said you was this, that, or the other. What does God say? And you're only going to find that out when you get in that alone time. When you surrender yourself, when you crucify yourself and surrender that time to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he's going to slowly reveal what he wants you to do for the kingdom. And he's not only going to uh, uh, give you that identity or give you that, that, that duty, he's going to equip you in the process. Man. But Coach Lass, man, that's a good point. Too many times people want growth, but no death. Can you explain to the guys out here how important it is to die in order to grow? Sir, you got the podium. Well, there's nothing good in me. <laughs> nothing, nothing good that I've gotten from this world that I've through my life. That's good. My flesh actually wars. Scriptures tell us that my flesh wars against God. It hates God. As a matter of fact, I don't even come to him unless he calls me. I I spent my life, just as Coach Newton said, I, I ran as far as I could. I um, talked about identity crisis. Uh, I grew up in church, but my identity was associated with um, a belief that we were as Christians. I always saw myself as overpowered by the enemy. I always saw myself as uh, uh, we would always. I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and we would talk about the uh, shield of faith and how it uh, would quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. And I pictured myself mm-hmm. in my mind's eye. My identity 
was a soldier with a shield hiding underneath the shield with these flaming arrows sticking out of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember just saying, you know, I'm not sure I want to fight. I'd rather just hang out in the back. <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't believe God was there, but I believe that uh, I, I identified with a defeat. And uh, wow. it's so important that we understand and, uh, and share the identity. And, you know, you brought that up about Thursday nights, and I so much enjoy that and we were in luke 24 and we were talking about the men walking on their way to emmaus and uh mm-hmm. jesus came to them and it says that they were unable to recognize him so they're walking with jesus the resurrected savior the messiah mm-hmm. they were unable to recognize him but what struck me is when jesus asked them what was wrong uh, one of the gentlemen said, well, Jesus, a good prophet, a really good man who did great works, uh, mm. was crucified. And it struck me that they did not know. And if we don't, if we cannot identify correctly, you know, and I was talking with this with my wife the other day. It's like, I think we need to identify correctly. As soon as they recognized Jesus as the Messiah, the Savior of the world, their eyes were opened. And I wonder how much we don't see in our life because we don't recognize the identity that God has for us. Like, he's our healer. Do we understand? Do we really recognize that he's our healer? Do we understand that he is our provider, that he is our deliverer, that that he raises us from the dead? as we lay our life down. And so as we, and so I just asked the Lord, the Holy Spirit just to search me and find those things where I'm not identifying him properly. And I think that if people grasp that and got rid of our preconceived ideas and those things that are in us, that, and that Holy Spirit is actually, that's what his um, mission is. Jesus sent the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to lead us to that place where we'll have a boldness to proclaim the gospel and to be able to lead us in all truth, to get rid of that error that we have, that we've built up over the years. Uh, I was so full of error, thinking I was a defeated <laughs> defeated soldier of Christ on the field with a bunch of arrows sticking out of my shield of faith, when the truth <laughs> is, I was a victorious warrior. I had Jesus standing behind me the whole time, and the demons were trembling in fear and uh so it's just uh our identity is i love this topic because i think so much the enemy has lied to hold us what our identity is the world told us what our identity is and it is false and when we die and we let all of that preconceived stuff go away and we're resurrected Mm -hmm. in christ and the holy spirit comes in and just transforms us, renews us into a new creation, it just, you know, we are, we, you know, we will fulfill that. We're, it's not us who lives, but Christ is going to live and shine out through us. So people aren't even going to recognize you. They're not going to recognize us. They're going to recognize Christ in us, the hope of glory. 
Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. You know, listen, I I pray that you've been writing some of this down, or at least if you haven't written it down, we're going to announce at the end of the show how you can get back to some of the archive shows that you can listen. This stuff is transformational. I'm, I'm truly telling you because even the coaches here today are eating today on this because you know what? We all are not above learning, growing, and receiving. I don't care what level you are because if you think you're too above learning, growing, and receiving, then you need to check your identity because you know why? Because something needs to die. And I'm receiving this today because this is just really some transformational stuff that's really helping me out. So I pray that it's helping you out. But we're going to, we're slowly running out of time, but I do want to get this in. If you will, you got your Bibles, your tablets, or whatever device you got the Bible on, or if you just got a good old-fashioned hard copy and flip pages, turn with me to Romans 6, and I'm going to read 1 through 5. And we're going to unpack this thing out here because we're going to give you a roadmap to understanding your identity that you don't have to really succumb to the uh, like Coach Last said, the preconceived thing that's been trying to indoctrinate your life of who you are. We're going to let the Word of God reflect and shine the light of who you really are. Um, Romans 6, 1 through 5, and it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we, that we are dead to sin, Live any longer therein. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in his likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. That's powerful. That's so powerful. Coach Newton, look, we've been talking about this identity thing for a minute now, and we've been hitting some stuff, and I know we're kind of running short on time, but I got to hear what you got to say. How can I get my identity back, shake off this preconceived stuff, that I can walk in the newness of the resurrection or the likeness of the resurrection here in Romans 6 and 5. Talk to him, Coach. Get him straight. Let's get him going. Well, here's the final play of the draft, of the half. Excuse me. I'm going to be short and sweet. Now, the word tells us that to whom we submit ourselves to obey it is to him that we are slaves. We must not submit ourselves to sin, but we must submit ourselves to Christ. Now, while I don't believe it's a prudent step to list steps in this process, I think through this whole conversation through all the plays that was thrown in, mm -hmm. I came up with some four truths. 
Come on. Number one, we must understand that through Christ's sacrificial death, he provides the means whereby we can be set free from guilt, shame, defeat, and, of course, Amen. sin. Number two, we must acknowledge that while God has provided the means for us to be set free in his sovereignty, he has placed the choice upon us. Key word, choice upon us as to which nature we will submit to. So in other words, after conversion, willful sin is a choice. So that wow. brings back again, pride, arrogance, shame, you name it. It's a choice. We choose to walk that path. Number three, we must determine that our sin is offense to God and make the willful choice to die to that sin, whatever it is. This means we make the choice that we will not submit ourselves to obey the desires of our flesh. You don't believe me? Read Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And the last point, we must reckon ourselves to be dead since he who is dead is free from sin. And who's that? Jesus Christ. That's the final play from the offensive playbook. So, Coach D, we're ready to go back in the game. Back to you. Amen, amen, amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. You know, Coach Coleman, we, we unpacked this Romans 6, 1 through 5, and I know that, um, wow, it, it's a lot more we could go here, but I know we time is still fleeting away from us. But let's leave the guys with something here today that, how can they really, because we know the strategy of the enemy is to keep this verse, the revelation from them, to, to kind of keep them away from this. But how can the guys take this verse and realize, because walking in the likeness of his resurrection means walking in power. Can you unpack that a little bit, Coach Coleman? Let them know that if we are planted together in this likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Share something with him before we get back out there. You have the podium, sir. Yeah, let's just start off with, I think, what is so critical here is that you're talking about a God who was willing to get in the trenches with you. Amen. I think mm-hmm. it's critical to understand that he, is, he, he didn't send an angel to do mm. this work. Come he on. came himself to do this work. <laughs> and so often <laughs> we've gone through and says we've been crucified with Christ. That means, hold on. So that means my God got crucified with me. He he he, he did it with He didn't say I needed to do it by myself, but he's in the game with me. He's there mm. before me. He's beside me. 
you know, he go he he is with me, so he knows the pain. As in another scripture says, he knows the pain, he knows the temptations, he knows the things that we've gone through. He understands them all. He he he, he thought enough of us that he would put himself in the place to be tempted and then tell you you could win. Right. How do I know you could win? Because I won. Come on. And guess who will be with you? Me. Because mm-hmm. I already know the plan to success, the pathway. Because I am the way, the truth, and the light. Therefore, everything you need is in me. So that's why I sent me to rescue you for me. So, you know, we've got to get to the point where we realize that this this is no ordinary love and this is no ordinary <laughs> death. So what do you mean? It says, greater love have no man than to lay down his life for a friend. Okay, well, hold on. If he was just, if he was just an ordinary man, then we, then we would not be able to celebrate the resurrection of an extraordinary God. So we have to take into consideration what gift we've been given. Because, again, we're talking, and I'm on a basis, we're talking about the work that God did for us because we Mm -hmm. couldn't do the work on our own. Now what we're talking about is the work that we must do with the God who would do the work for us and with us. Right? So he's already done the work you can't do. But the work that you must do, he's willing to do with you and show you the way. So, therefore, we are buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Mm. The opportunity exists here when you run into that water for baptism to rise and walk in the newness of life. That you might realize all the plans that he has for you, not some of them, not maybe one or two, but you know what? I want to get it all. I don't know about y'all, but I really want to get it all. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, just say I want half of this. I want all of it. I heard somebody tell me one time, look, I'd rather go for all of it because half of all is better than all of nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Amen Amen I love you Right So I just want to share that with y'all I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back Because I know we're, we're by, we're, The time is ro- rolling out And give the floor back to you sir I hope I answered your question If I did not If I need to expound I'm trying to keep it short Because I know we got We don't have as much time No That was awesome man That was good stuff there That was awesome Coach Andy, we're getting out of here, but there was a guy in the back. He said, Coach, man, I understand this thing, but how do I know I have enough faith to be crucified? Go ahead. Talk to him real quick before we get out of here, Coach Andy. Well, you know, it tells us there, actually, when you read Galatians 2.20, and my father told me this a long time ago. He said that's actually faith of the Son of God. Not even our faith. It's his faith that sustains us through this. He does all the work. If we, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. It's done. He did the heavy lifting. He, it, it's done. What really, 
we need to just understand that it is done and walk in the victory he's provided. It's kind of like these two coaches, Coach Newton and Coach Coleman, they have got with just the stuff they just mentioned, I feel like we can go out and just defeat an army. I mean, it's been good stuff. And it's like, it's like Jesus did that. It's we, I think we don't understand the wholeness of what he's done and that we just have to just die and let him lead. We got to let him take the lead. And it's like he said, he's already done the work with us and for us. And, um, we just need to walk in it. And it's even his faith to sustains that he is there at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. So he's still working, as Coach Holman said. He is still doing it for us. But I think sometimes he's wondering, we're, sometimes our prayers are probably confusing because he's like, Lord, do this. And it's like, I already did. Go get it. It's like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it just, I think if the church understands that That's so good. much of this That's stuff good. has already been done, just need to say thank you for it. We just need to go out and worship and praise and let that lead us to victory. Yes, Amen. sir. Amen. That's good. That's good stuff. Wow, coaches. Man, I think we have really gave them something that they can put in their pocket and take along. I think the kingdom of heaven was advanced here today. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you allowing the Holy Spirit working through you. But, you know, I'm going to, before the guys get out on the field, this is what I want to share with you. And I hope you really pick this up throughout this broadcast today. It's one of the key strategies of the enemy. He doesn't want you to know that you're brand new. He wants to keep you reveling in that same old garbage person that is stuck in this world, that views are of this world, that that just can't seem to levitate out of all of that that the world has to offer for him. See, he wants to keep you there. Because he knows once you step in that newness that we've been talking about, once you allow for the crucifixion to take place that we've been talking about, There's going to be a transformation in you that you walk in your destiny of authority. And see, that's the thing that we we really want to get on is to understand our identity comes with the authority. Because Christ said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And if Christ is in us and we're in Christ, that means we share that same level of authority that God has given him. So if the enemy can keep you clouded in your thinking and your spiritual walk to knowing that you uh, it's maybe unattainable for you, if you're still caught up in this, this, this old man and you're not able to walk in the newness, he can wreak havoc over you. But once you take get a revelation on this teaching today, once you start understanding these scriptures that we broke down, so, uh, I believe it's Second Corinthians two and twenty. I mean Galatians two and twenty, Second um, Corinthians five seventeen, and Romans one or six one through five. Then once you start digesting that, then you'll understand that 
The purpose and plans of God for you is based in who he calls you, not what the world calls you, what he identifies you with. Because I think, um, help me out, coaches, but it's in Jeremiah. uh, I know you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. That's it. No, that's uh, Isaiah. Isaiah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah. He said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Well, he's speaking that to you today. He said, I have called you out before you were even on this planet, before your mother even knew you was there. He had set your identity, your purpose, and authority in motion. And just like Coach Coleman said, it's our responsibility to walk in it. And things like here today, this teaching here today was an opportunity for you to Get your bootstraps laced up and start walking in this stuff that's deserving and was set aside just for you today. But I don't want you to feel beat up because each and every coach on this line had to learn something about their identity. Each and every coach on this line today have been crucified at some point in time and probably still going through some things. I know I am. You're not alone, but there is a hope. There is a light out there, and it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what I want you to do is take those scriptures, I want you to read them, and I want you to go over them and to understand that there is something greater for you than what you're in right now. And I heard a word Thursday that's still ringing in my spirit. If you don't think you have enough faith, if you don't think that you have the level of discipline and obedience in your life, Just say this one thing. Trust God. Trust God. See, he's laid it all out. He's laid the pathway out. We just have to trust it. And that's the thing I want to leave here with you today. Well, I'm Coach D. And Brendan. I want to thank Coach D. Coach D, just an example of what I just said. There is no, I take the blame, I take the blame. It's Jeremiah 1 and 5. Jeremiah 1 and 5 you want to give to the brothers. Jeremiah, before I formed thee in thy mother, I knew thee before I formed thee in mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So that is, Amen. brothers, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have of you, declares the Lord. Yeah. So God has plans for you. Just in Jeremiah. Just in Jeremiah. Amen. 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 Thanks, thanks, Coach Coleman. Um, yeah, we... Uh, we want to hear from you. Go out on the Mighty uh, Men of Purpose uh, locker room website, TPV website. Um, drop us in line. Let us know, or you can call in live. There's you have the live show times. If you just if you just want to holler at us, we would love to hear from you. We're gonna we're gonna come up with um, a, a, just we'll we'll have the series posted on the website. So if there's any questions that you have on any part of the series. Please drop us a line. We want to address. We want our motto here is no man left behind, and we take that serious. So if there's anything that you need in prayer, uplifting, drop us a line out there. Send us an email at middlepurposelockerroom at gmail dot com. We'll be more than happy to address it. Any one of the coaches, or you can just drop something on the website or on Facebook, and we'll make sure we address it. 
Well, I think we got that out of the way. As coaches, thank you. You men have done an amazing, amazing job, and I just thank God for this time that we could come before the men. And then again, before we, we, we send us off in prayer, I want to read Ezekiel 22 and 30 to you once again. And I sought for a man among them that they should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. So tune in to us next time. We're still in this series, Making of a Warrior. Uh, Good stuff. We'll probably do a little recap next time we're together just to kind of catch up. But I thank God for you tuning in and listening to us today. Continue to support us. We're out there on every live stream, um, streaming app that's out there, So uh, as well as blog talk. So if you want to catch up, go back and listen to some of the archive messages. I know you'll be blessed. Coach Andy, we're going to get off the horn here. You got a prayer that you can send us off with, sir? I sure can, Coach Andy. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you are moving in this day and hour. And we thank you that you're reaching out and touching the hearts of men and women all over this nation. And everywhere that this broadcast goes, we just pray that you would just touch hearts, cause us to seek after you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to not be distracted by the things of this world, but to seek you and you alone, that we would die to self. Give us, enable us, and give us the power and strength to lay our lives down, and that you would raise us up again, and that your church would rise up in unity and in uh, power from you that you've already attained for us and given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, once again, let me give you a reminder. Vote, 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 TPV Ministries Spin Awards. Go out to the website. You'll see it'll say nominees, and it'll give you a selection to vote. And I think you said nine categories. Just go. You can scroll through it. And everywhere you see the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and I think there's one spot for best show of two or more people, uh, the Saturday Buffet with Lorraine Brown. She's part of the TPV family. Please vote for her as well. But vote, 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 vote. We want to show them what God can really do. Well, hey, I'm Coach D with Coach Coleman, with Coach Newton, Coach Last today. We enjoyed you. We love you dearly. And we want to see you again at halftime, the next halftime of life here in the locker room. So keep us tuned in. Keep us posted on your calendar. And we'll see you soon. God bless you. We thank you. We love you. Goodbye. TV Radio, Central Texas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.